0: Talking Musical History Podcast, historical briefing. We watch the people dance. We watch the people sing. Talking Musical History Podcast, it's the greatest thing. With the history lesson that we all can sing. We are talking about Hans Christian Andersen, the 1955 movie that we watched starring Danny Kay. I love Danny Kay. Danny Kay is amazing. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> i'm sorry uh I,
1: I i will always talk about that song because that song uh, occurs on my birthday oh 323, march 23rd is when they sing that song because they 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 pull the calendar page from march 22nd and then it's the morning good morning
0: oh <laughs> yeah that is great yeah. yeah that is
1: great it's great to stay up late. <laughs> but no hans christian anderson um I was really surprised, Kevin, I have to say this, but, like, I feel like Hans Christian Andersen is, like,
0: some sort of, like, odd retelling of my life. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain life later. Okay, all right. Well, let's take you back to the origins of Hans Christian Andersen. The actual person in our history was a Danish author who was born in 1805 to a book-loving shoemaker father who dies young and illiterate mother that left a long-lasting legacy where his work is still celebrated. If you have not heard of him, you most likely know his work. That made him the most famous? We'll talk about that later. There are rumors that he was a bastard member of the Danish royal family, but they were never confirmed. However, this is due to his position of privilege with attending boarding schools for the privilege when he was young. When I was uh, looking things up, I didn't think he went to
1: school until after he had joined the theater company in Copenhagen that he moved to, right? It seems as though, like, um, because... He like um Odens is such like an old area that like there were just a bunch of stories that people in Copenhagen had never heard before that were just like these old folk tales that he had and he like brought them there and he was able to tell them and they were like great write it write it down and he's like grammar.
0: What's that? <laughs> I've I've never heard that, but that is interesting to to hear.
1: Uh, Cause like um he he didn't go to school until he went to the theater company, and he went there initially to um you know like I assume become an actor. Yeah, that was what he went
0: out to do. Which I don't know why they didn't make the movie about that because you have more of a dramatic rise from a humble beginning of a shoemaker comparatively to a national, international renowned writer. I think that's why they made the choice. He gained notoriety with his first work, A Short Story. In 1819, he moved to Copenhagen to work as an actor, where he met Jonas Cullen, who first encouraged him to be a writer for that story, a journey on foot from Holman's Canal to East Point of Amager. Uh, Amager? 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 I think it's Amager.
1: A manager? Can I see a manager? I'm a Karen.
0: <laughs> Despite Karens of the day, teachers telling him not to, he listened to the drive telling for stories that ended up following him with a play a book of poetry, and a travelogue. After Anderson had success at the Times with some adult works, he started to write fairy tales aimed more at children. Anderson formed a friendship with Charles Dickens before his legacy would influence the works of other children's authors, A. A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh, and Beatrix Potter with Peter Rabbit.
1: That's not a bad following.
0: Not at all. Although he never married, he had many love interests, including men and women. At 70 years old, he died of liver cancer, which had been discovered 100 years before in Copenhagen. When looking at his life in a modern lens, Anderson actually comes out well. With writing against racism, fascism, horrors of war, and promoted freedom of religion along with kindness. The most incredible thing was used as a holy text to those who were resisting the Nazi occupation of Denmark with Jewish characters treated with respect in his stories. He was purposeful with the mermaid characters to make them, quote-unquote, pre-trans characters in today's world, to make sure he could live even with love unrequited he refused sex on christian principles his male objects of affection were edved colin and a dancer named harold scharf and carl alexander
1: yeah i i, I actually thought that was a um a really uh, interesting thing um about hans christian Andersen. um yeah it seems like he definitely was bisexual um which uh um is definitely cool and i um I hope that more people talk about that and look into it more. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, there's there's some uh, interesting, like, other connections between this and the movie that I'll, I'll mention later. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, please tell us more.
0: Truly ahead of his time. Sorry to the long line of ancestors who are probably dead for the outing. Hans Christian Andersen was totally gay. There were statues of him that I hope are safe in New York City and around the world, he was a good guy.
1: Oh, his stories are brilliant. Of course, he's a good, uh, good guy. I mean, like, if you consider all the the great works that he's put together, and uh, like, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't find a single racist thing that he said or or sexist for that matter, and that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> his work started on May eighth, nineteen thirty five. First installment contained the Tinderbox, Little Claws, and Big Claws. Princess and the Pea, and Little Ida's Flowers. Second installment came out with Thumbelina, The Naughty Boy, The Traveling Companion. Third and final installment to come, The Little Mermaid, and The Emperor's New Clothes, both of which have been made into versions of a Disney major motion picture, with The Little Mermaid, starting the disney renaissance in 1989 with academy award thanks to alan menken and late great died too soon from aids howard ashman how perfect he was gay like anderson who made it the first disney meets broadway hit production later on I, at least i thought initially but i was proven wrong in my research but i'm gonna put it in here came in 2000 with The Emperor's New Groove, which sounds very close and the similar idea, but it's not.
1: Yeah, but it's not nothing about... It's not even close. The Emperor's New Groove is not even close. But um, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a great Disney film.
0: Oh, no! did you want to hear how it came about, though? The Emperor's New Groove, starring David Spade, John Goodman, and Urtha Kitts. Yeah, that's how you have to say it always. It thought to be inspired... By the emperor's new clothes, but it was actually the Golden Ass by Lucius Apulias in 1650 from the Netherlands, in which a man gets turned into a donkey. It was officially based off of Kingdom of the Sun, conceived by Roger Allers. These nine stories were sold in one volume at the time of release for the cost of 72 shillings oh
1: that's a low low price
0: in in uh, hans christian anderson times yes that was considered reasonable <laughs> one of the interesting things that i found
1: out like uh, around his stories uh the the story of the nightingale like because i'm like you know i'm like looking at the the movie the the disney movie and uh, um like the story of the nightingale is supposed to be about the movie kind kind of nightingale the story of the nightingale is this tale believed to be inspired by uh um uh, hans christian Andersen's unrequited love and like once again kevin said and this is this is the thing everyone agrees that he did not have sex we don't know but they found letters and it is what it is but i think they're probably like you know it probably was like a hamilton thing and probably other letters were destroyed too so who knows right she was called the swedish nightingale and then he, he created the story of the Nightingale uh, about Jenny Lind. Supposedly, you know, he would write her back and forth and whatever. You know, and, and, and he said this about her in, in his letter. Through Jenny Lind, I first became sensible of the holiness of art. Through her, I learned that one must forget oneself in the service of the Supreme. No books, no men have had a more ennobling influence upon me as a poet than Jenny Lind. And, you know, like, I don't know if that necessarily sounds like love, but, you know, that's what uh, the thing that I, I read from uh, Sweden tried to push. So, yeah, it, I thought I think it's also cool that um, the steadfast tin soldier is about a tin soldier falling in love with a ballerina, which is also kind of what this is, too. So they did kind of amalgamate all oh, of his yeah. stories together yeah. in a way, but uh, it really should have been a story about an actor writer that, you know, went to the big city and made it big. But whatever. Because that's, that's literally like every Broadway show, and that's Hans's actual story.
0: They didn't have us writing it. Disney has a long, a long history with Hans Christian Andersen. Did not actually start with The Little Mermaid as I had originally thought. Way back, three years after, Jean Reno directed a French version of The Little Match Girl. Disney came out with an animated short of The Ugly Duckling
1: oh yeah i do i've seen that yeah that's cool in yeah.
0: 1931 Mm-hmm. after the mass exodus with don bluth prior to disney's comeback with the little mermaid that helped so many trans kids like myself come out thank you from the bottom of my heart alan menken you beautiful mensch and Rest in Power, Howard Ashman, to the rival Disney at the time. In 1994, you guessed it, Blue Studios came out with Thumbelina. In 2006, they did what French did back in 1928 with the animated short The Little Match Girl, which is referenced in The Little Mermaid, when Ariel sings Part of Your World. I mean, honestly, if you look, think
1: about it, uh, it, it's obvious that Disney has a love for Hans Christian Andersen because they keep going to his well.
0: In one segment of Fantasia 2000, which is based on the Steadfast Tin Soldier, but then thank you to the royalty of Broadway, this time with Adina Menzel Mm -hmm. voicing the lead role of Elsa, Michigan's own Kristen Bell as. Anna. After leaving the Book of Mormon, Josh Gad melted our hearts with Olaf, and our main love interest is the wonderful, dreamy, gay Mr. Jonathan Groff before Hamilton. Anderson's biggest Disney and overall achievement, from beyond the grave, with so much Frozen stuff that I hope they stop, unless Frozen 3 is... A more true, accurate Snow Queen, like I kind of want it. But Adina Menzel, Bell, Jonathan Groff, and Gad. Uh, I am so glad for Josh Gad and Bell to be on Apple TV Plus, Central Park.
1: Yeah, no, they're awesome. Central Park it is a great show. Hey, can I can I throw a weird fact at you? Yeah. So um, uh, one thing I have to say, which is a uh, 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 really cool, like when I was growing up, I I learned Copenhagen, okay, and I, I did not know the actual preferred way the Danes like Copenhagen to be said, not Copenhagen, Hagen. Oh, okay. Yes. That's actually the Nazi way of saying. Oh. I know, isn't that terrible? Oh, yeah, that's that's the Nazi pronunciation. Or they like Copenhagen, not Copenhagen.
0: I did not know that either. Like, I... I know, it's not cool. Red Shoes came to a British drama film in 1948. Gotta dance. Jewish lovely David Daniel Kaminsky. Born January 18th, 1911. But you all know him as Danny Kay Plays... Hans Christian Andersen hitting the big time in 1952, that was also a stage production. This is one of the productions that I acted in Lathrop Youth Theater with the one and only Kristen Bell from Michigan. I liked talking with her and her older sister Carrie. I remember Kristen was a showbound child from day one. She was always destined for stardom. I had a copy of it on a record with Ronald Reagan on it as a harmless actor. Moral of the story, let artists be artists. Otherwise, they may wind up as cruel dictators. Oh, dang.
1: When I, when I was on uh, uh, Denmark's website.
0: We hate this film. Why is he
1: <laughs> a shoemaker?
0: The Emperor's New Clothes. Had a Croatian film made in 1961, Daydreamer, in 1966, depict him writing stories. Two years later come an anime titled The World of Hans Christian Andersen. In between Disney's stories, Brits bring you Hans Christian Andersen, My Life as a Fairy Tale in 2003. Danny Kaye was the title role in Hans Christian Andersen in between two forgettable, for me, films On the River in 1951 and Knock on Wood in 1954, which is the same year. He did an unforgettable movie, White Christmas.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, White Christmas. Bing Crosby, man. Yeah, yeah, I used to do the road pictures with Bob Hope. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, um, White Christmas... Um, if you have not seen that, like, uh, um,
0: uh, I'm dreaming yeah, of a white like, sisters, sisters, sisters. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help the mister. It's 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 a
1: it's a really fun musical. Like, do, do they actually do they do that on stage too? Uh, white Christmas, uh, yeah. Cause that's, it's a, it's a really, it's a solid musical. If you haven't seen it, go see it. My friend Jeremy back in the day always tried to get me to, to watch it. And I never wanted to ever. And then like, I, I, I finally like caved in and I called him and I was like, all right, it's fine. But I mean, you know, when, when you have uh, Bing Crosby and uh, uh, Danny Kaye, I mean like, how could you go wrong? I didn't know. Cause like, you know, I was like, oh, Danny Kaye's the, the, just, just singing in the rain. That's it. It's all he's allowed to have, but he's 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 a phenomenal person and obviously being Crosby, you know,
0: I mean, what's not to like about two Jews making Christmas history. Christ history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christry. <laughs> but yeah, no,
1: they, they did, though, didn't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Good for them, though. They Like, that's a it's a terrific. We'll follow that. Old man, wherever Where that he, he, <laughs> he may go, yeah. wherever yeah. that he may go, wherever that he... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ah such a good... But uh no, like Hans is... Hans, we're here to talk about Hans Christian Andersen. I'm sorry, I get excited about all of Danny Kaye's things.
0: So in What Christmas? He was Phil Davis, the Army Major General that uh, Chris and I were just kind of singing the song about. That kicked his career into legend status with nobody ever... I heard of not liking Danny Kay. He went on to guest star in the comedy series Rowan and Martin's Laughing as a celebrity performer. Following his role at Hans Christian Andersen, he portrayed several characters in work inspired by him. With here comes Peter Cottontail alongside Casey Kasem and Vincent Price.
1: I feel like I've heard that at some point. Like oh, I God. like not not, like, from you telling it, but I feel like I've listened to that, like, in my childhood.
0: Here comes Peter Cottontail. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I think it was on record, and I think Children Our Era might have gotten it. Yeah, that's what it was. Cool. The Emperor's New Clothes, with Cyril Richard and Imogene Coca, Cyril I knew as Captain Hook from the Mary Martin version of Peter Pan. Imogene, uh, I I think we best know her as the, uh... Great character actor that mainly starred in National Lampoon's Vacation as Aunt Edna. Tandy Kay was in a much later performance of Peter Pan, Cyril's role of Captain Hook slash Mr. Darling. In the same year, he was Geppetto in Pinocchio with Sandy Duncan, Sandy Duncan. Oh she God. was, P- she was Pinocchio. I could with Sandy Duncan. Sandy that's Duncan. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I
1: I can't I can't I just can't that the 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 the, Ho- the the Hogan's Sandy Duncan.
0: Yeah, I, I did see this and it was it was a part of my childhood that I look fondly on because I loved Danny Kaye at that point the, the, and the Sandy Hogan, Duncan. The, the it is a pants roll. And now now mind you, I don't remember any of the songs from that. Yeah,
1: I couldn't tell you, but I could. Yes, yeah. I could like see yeah, her see doing it. it. Right? No, I have two. I just remember her from just being uh, on the Hogan's. Yeah, that's like, and I knew she was, had a bigger, like, but I didn't really know her like that.
0: I think I actually saw her in Peter Pan, I think, as a child. Yeah. No,
1: I think I saw her play Peter Pan too. I just didn't know it was her.
0: I think we might've went to the same performance or not exact, but.
1: Yeah, the performance was good. I get it now. Um, of course, Sandy Duncan should be Pan. She also played. Pinocchio does, does she like just playing Disney characters is that what it is because she could have done any any yeah. musical yeah. right but like it just happens to be Pinocchio like two musicals yeah. that are also Disney properties mm. and adjacently like there's there's that's probably not a coincidence
0: but she starred alongside the, the one name I do know the other two names I'll be honest with, you, I don't know Flip Wilson oh. right him I know Liz Torres, and Clive Revel. In his later years, Danny Kaye would star in The Twilight Zone as a guest star as well as The Cosby Show. His last role would be as Dr. Burns on The Cosby Show in 1986 before he dies the next year. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for his role in Skokie in 1982 and won the Golden Globe for Me and the Colonel in 1954. He won the Golden Globe for On the River and was nominated for The Court Gesture and, of course, Hans Christian Andersen. Kay's co-stars were not as famous as he was in Hans Christian Andersen, with Niels being played by Farley Granger, who is, fam- who is best known for Hitchcock's very problematic Rope, Why is Rope problematic? Because it depicts gay people as murderers in a very sadistic, crazy way. And at the time, this was during the Hays Code, and they couldn't even show gay people as authentic, but they were coding these murderers as gay in an era that was very unfriendly to gay people. And the reason I know of this is because I watched the celluloid closet a film by Vito Russo which talked about gay history in Hollywood.
1: I don't recall ever watching Rope. Oh. I've watched the majority of Hitchcock films oh, okay. and I am stunned I didn't know that. Okay. That is very unfortunate. So I keep I always talk about my film history courses and the problems I have with the things that they left out. But whatever yeah. You know, America. America,
0: fuck yeah. Um,
1: well, that's really unfortunate, Hitchcock.
0: Female lead and only woman in the cast of Hans Christian Andersen was Zizi Jean-Marie, who was the enchanting French ballet dancer Doro, who only is really known for Anything Goes in 1956 with Bing Crosby. Uh, White Christmas and Phil Harris, who most people know as Baloo the Bear or anything bear-related in the Disney universe. The music was done by Frank Loesser, which earned him an Oscar nomination and win for Baby It's Cold Outside, which we also know from our last film we talked about, Guys and Dolls. It, we talked about a little bit before about "Baby, It's Cold Outside" being somewhat problematic in a rapey kind of a text. Neptune's Daughter, where it comes from originally, looks like a creepy film like in that vein right there. Like, I didn't really go into like watch a preview of it, and it looks like a creepy old man kind of thing. When looked at our modern age,
1: it's it's really interesting because. Like specifically around the idea of like sexual harassment and, and like no means no, al- no always means no. However,
0: absolutely. However,
1: however, like we we sort of like eliminate the room for seduction. Uh, every breath you take, yeah. right? Like that is a stalker song, right? Like, like
0: I'll be that, watching you. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but like, but baby, it's cold outside. It isn't like it isn't like. Stay here, I'm gonna make you stay with me. Come on, we could stay warm and have sex. And like, that's, and
0: like that's or you could go outside in the cold and freeze to death
1: I mean, obviously that's possibly suggested but there's the ability of getting a cab calling someone to pick you up there's a lot of choices
0: well that's why i say somewhat <laughs> problematic it's not yeah, 100 no, percent
1: yeah no i i i get that but i mean like i i feel like with that song specifically people go a little bit too far because it doesn't necessarily have any like
0: It's not overt, yeah. It's not like, baby, I will rape you.
1: Well, it doesn't have to... Like, it doesn't have to be overt to be rape either. I mean, obviously not, but, like, it... it being suggestive is not harassment.
0: I personally don't have anything wrong with that song. I like it. I've seen it done with two women in my local choir.
1: No, I think that's uh, awesome yeah. too, right? It could be done by two men, yeah. right? Because like it, really like yeah. it doesn't, it does, like it's genderless, honestly. Yeah. And the fact that we're like throwing that on it, right? Because like, yeah. like when if two men were to sing it to each other, two women were to sing it to each yeah. other.
0: And I've seen well, it on Glee with flip. two men, yeah.
1: or if you would flip the the yeah. male and female role on that yeah what would it mean then so i don't know um oh and and to go back like i get like i i was mistaking uh george uh, chikaris yes george chikaris for it yeah i heard yeah he like they look i don't know why they i think they look similar they don't though now that i look at
0: him i think it's <laughs> been a long time since paul who is someone else that's not with us at the moment um, had seen it, and since you have seen it, Chris, as well. So I, I had seen it more recently, so that is why I kind of believed you, but not really. And then I did the research.
1: Well, they put makeup on him, and so I, you know, I was trying to like de shade him in my mind.
0: Changes facial structure a little bit, you know. Well, like, you know
1: and, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, um, it's, I mean, they both have like these like long, slender bodies
0: yeah they both look macho and in the masculine way of like appearing as the dream hunk man
1: yeah and and also i have to say like if you were to like i don't know i could be wrong because obviously I, I couldn't even get their faces straight but it seems like the way they move mm-hmm. like the way um uh george moves as bernardo uh versus uh, um what was going on um in hans christian anderson yes. like they're, it's very similar, and it's it's obvious that both of them are dancers.
0: The ba- ballet stance, yeah. When Hans
1: Christian Andersen and Peter, like uh, when they're uh, in the movie crossing the Great Belt mm. to get to Copenhagen, uh, or uh, Copenhagen, uh, when they go into Copenhagen, that's that's not Copenhagen isn't that's not where it is. Um, Disney once again was taking liberties so they can like you know make things look cool, but um. It is. It is actually on the other side of the belt. Uh, well, actually, the other side of Zealand, so it wouldn't have been able to be seen by the belt. So they it, they would actually have to go on land in order to get to that.
0: No movie cheats. Movie cheats. But
1: they could have done it all a different way. They could have had him like in a like a stagecoach or whatever. Like I don't know it's like stagecoach that's (laughs) just throw some old cowboy imagery into that i mean they're throwing whatever disney does whatever just throw it in there whatever disney you do it anyway
0: (laughs) well at the time it was metro golden mayor
1: it was produced by sam Goldwyn, right and uh, um i don't know i I keep thinking of them because i think of like how they they stole everything else but Yeah. yeah um And uh, but anyway, the producer Sam Goldwyn conceived the idea of the film in 1936, actually, uh, but didn't actually get the film produced until 1952, obviously. So he was like trying to make this project happen for a very, very long time. And the Danish authorities were actually not consulted on the film, like I was mentioning before. And there was like tons of like uh, uh, people in Denmark that were kind of anxious about this uh, uh, recreation of uh, uh Hans Christian Andersen's story. Um and they actually submitted a formal protest against oh, the film. Wow. I know, it's like it, this was a thing. Whitewashed. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like in a, in, a, in a matter of speaking, yeah. yeah. Like 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 cultural appropriation and yeah. whitewashing of Hans Christian yeah, Andersen. Wow.
0: I mean, I knew that they they didn't show him as his sexuality, but
1: like like taking the two things away from him. Right. and like it fits, it fits perfectly in like like the story that it should be. Right, like if someone were to like sort of recreate the whole thing.
0: I remember when I was a kid, it was interesting. I, I had this thing. I was thinking, Danny K is gay, just because it rhymed, just because it like no 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 other reason. And I mean, there was no evidence to suggest that Danny K was gay,
1: but it did rhyme.
0: Um, it did rhyme. Um, but it did rhyme, but he was hiding.
1: I I hear that's like nine-tenths of the law when it rhymes. Yeah,
0: it's rhymes. It must be accurate yes. and fair. True,
1: True. yes.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, no one would have taken the time <laughs> to make that rhyme. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the things that sort of caught my eye was the whole Little Mermaid dance scene, and uh, you know that like uh, Hans Christian Andersen's locked in the closet during that, which maybe that's their way to talk about how he's gay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that like I feel like I just like pulled that out of my ass,
0: but no, like we'll no, go. We'll... No, no, that makes sense completely. I mean, he's trapped in the closet and he can't see his own work. Huh. I mean. Th- it's, uh, I, 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 we don't, I mean,
1: like, you might be right, like, that he,
0: they tried to shut him up, Niels even says, he was getting in the way, I had to shut him up, I mean, I think that's pretty accurate, considering how that was the time, no, legit, man, legit, yeah. so, so,
1: so, here's the, the, the interesting thing, like, um, that actually and allowed them to make the dancing more like fantastic though I don't know like that's the the argument they put in anyway is that like they're able to like shoot more interesting angles with that and make it seem more dreamlike and like instead of making it like a theater piece they could like eat easily and more dreamlike create transitions between the whole thing and that's also why they locked him in the closet too. But like, I like your reading and I like your reading added on to that because it like sort of like, you know, the only way we could bring his
0: work to light is to lock him in the closet. The other thing I thought of real quick too is connecting back to Hitchcock. And many of you may not know where the song k Seurat comes from, but it's this very k case, very dreamy. And it's this... When I was just a little
1: boy, I asked our, um, I asked my mother, "What will I be? Will I
0: be pretty? Will I be rich? The man who knew too much
1: is that that's the one that has case Doris
0: Day is I remembered, I think, in the closet with a small child. This is what she sings to this small child to calm this child down. it, it is one of the most disturbing sequences I've seen in Hitchcock movie. So, You have the context of being locked in a closet, unsure of your fate. And you have a musical number that is going on at the same time that heightens that drama. And it matches it in the mood completely. And it's also like
1: supposed to be the calming factor, but it's like, is it helping? Yeah, well spoken, dude. That's very cool. Man, I feel like my... Film history should have been as good as my U.S. history class. I am very disappointed.
0: Well, they didn't have Talking Musical History podcasts back in the day.
1: Oh, that's the truth, man. That is definitely the truth. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, you will definitely hear more from us. And that is true because we're going to try to uncover as many cool things as possible. Because, like, uh, there's, uh, you know, like, in our regular history, there's a lot of secrets. But um, imagine if, like, people existed in other realms besides, like, you know, wars and, taxes and whatnot this movie uh, um i i understand like i i like i i you know kismet um i get it because like i feel like i try to you know tell stories and sort of like get involved and be like a good citizen and that's what he was trying to be like he's trying to be a good citizen entertain the kids and like don't get me wrong there was a lot of creepy touching happening by danny and i that i wasn't too happy about you can you can play Legos with a kid without like what he was doing. <laughs> Do
0: you know what I mean? Though, like like how he was like exactly. That's how I look at that. I don't think he was I, trying to I child kids. yeah. No, that was not entering in my head either. Okay, yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah,
1: friendly side, a little on the friendly side, and it is what it is. I mean, like I don't think I don't think it was. Like, it was a different time. I don't think he was, like, trying to child molest the kids. Good, 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 good. Like, you know, the idea of him, like, you know, going and striking out and, like, you know, trying to, um, you know, figure out what kind of stories in life he wants to lead and, like, you know, uh, figuring out where, like, you know, he has his his vocation, but is that his passion? Is that what he's best at? You know, and I I totally get that. And, like, uh, um... You know, I also get the idea of, like, trying to uh, uh, go after an un- unrequited love. And, like, uh, um, the the thing is, and it made sense for the movie, like, she wasn't a good fit for him. And, obviously, she loved her husband, right? Yeah. 100% loved her husband. And she wasn't a good fit. I mean, they, they don't have... Chemistry. Or anything in common, honestly, mm-hmm. other than him making her shoes, which isn't really much. Yeah.
0: He wrote of that nice ballet, The it'd Little be, Mermaid.'
1: It'd be re- It'd be actually a little bit more interesting if like Hans was trying to steal him away.
0: That would make it a whole lot more interesting.
1: And then, and then it would add it totally forgot And then it would add a new twist to him like locking him in the closet.
0: Yes, because then he couldn't tell his secret of his secret lover, of Niels the dancer and not Doro. Um, Don't share my secret.
1: No, no. And then the next day when he forgets that he locked him in the closet. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, they're like, they're like about, like about to be intimate. Right. Or something. Or did, did she, did he wake her up? I forget. But they're in bed together.
0: Doro and. Right. Doro and Niels are in bed together and then realizes that. And then he's like, oh, I forgot I locked the man in the closet. Like almost like, ah, I forgot I was gay. Hans Christian Andersen is still locked in the closet.
1: Yeah. That's just a whole nother layer now that you like 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 put this at, and add it to the story. Sam Goldman, what are you doing? That, that movie cost four million dollars. Did it really? I mean like um, that that's that's like guys and dolls money. Uh-huh, yeah. and I feel like they they had a lot more stuff going on and they had adults to pay. yeah they had adults to pay
0: and uh, Frank Sinatra. The, this was the lesser loser work
1: there's there, 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 something happened with that 4 million I'm just I'm just saying there's just, like it doesn't make sense that that movie cost 4 million and only gross 6 million only gross 6 million oh, that's super interesting to me because it was also shown on TV it seemed like you know it seemed like a pretty good show my mom actually like when I when I put it on my mom's like yeah I've seen this tons of times and so i like really it's yeah. like yeah it was like on TV all the time and I was like
0: oh that's weird yeah you've never heard of it yeah <laughs>
1: like that she would like because i'd never heard of it and like i you know it's definitely pretty cool and my mom was like oh yeah i love this she literally knew every song
0: they're really catchy songs they get in your head
1: and then it just like disappeared
0: well thank you very much folks for listening to talking musical history podcast i'm chris and i'm kevin talking musical history podcast historical briefing we watch the people dance we watch the people sing Talking musical history podcast, it's the greatest thing with the history lesson that we all can sing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...